0: Cut the Crest presents The Screening Room Jason, thanks for joining me. That's Uh, very Glad to be here. Yay. Okay, so, you know, before we get into... uh, all the meat of the film stuff, you know, I, I know it's cliche, but, um, it's the saying anyway, you know, to understand where we're going, you need to know where you've been and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So can you tell me about you? Who is Jason Kerr?
1: Well, um, uh, I am Jason Kerr. I'm a 36 year old stuntman. Um, I live in the UK originally from Watford. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Moved a little bit. The further. another of the North. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and that's and um, that's where I spent pretty much all my youth, uh, really. It's only when I actually um, got, got myself a long-term partner and was fully qualified and working that I actually moved out a little bit, um, not not too far further north, just a little bit, a place called Luton. Yeah, but so, yeah, from uh, from an early age, I've always been um, sort of guy to be sort of messing around, jumping about, falling about, as you'd generally, if you speak to any stunt performer or, or anyone in this sort of industry, they'll, they'll usually be saying that, and I guess most boys are the same. Um but then I, I just never really sort of grew out of it in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, growing up, I was always quite quite um, athletic and um, also quite academic as well, which is quite good. Um, but I, I was never really into the the usual sports that school sort of tried to channel into. So I was never on the school uh, football team or basketball team or anything like that. Um, sort of through sort of my own choice and some through the choice of the teachers because yeah. um, I was a little bit um, boisterous sort of thing so so um yeah I was always getting sort of timed out or given shown a card or something like that not through (laughs) aggression, just through lack of understanding the rules and just wanting to go like headstrong into everything um without really actually any consideration of what I was doing so yeah and that was sort of my school sports and things but then I did a lot in the athletics um I used to do a lot of sprinting and things like that and um and then I found gymnastics when I was probably, I mean, I say late in late in life. I was probably about sort of thirteen, fourteen when I found it.
0: Right.
1: Um, and I found a, a local club, and it was um it was a brand of sort of like kickboxing and some sort of kung fu stuff. It wasn't any sort of proper proper martial art, but it was a, a great one that I found as an introduction towards martial arts. It gave me a very good grounding, or right. a basis of skills. It was a martial art called Sun Kune Do. Um, which is sort of a hybrid martial art that someone basically invented, but it was very yeah, good yeah. grounding, which um, started me out into um, in martial arts and got me interested. Then I went on and subsequently started to um, training in various forms of kung fu, and um, boxing, muay thai, kickboxing, capoeira, nice. Brazilian jiu jitsu. Um, so I always I always went around several clubs, and there was um, me and a few of my close martial arts friends. We were members of several clubs, and we used to go to different ones each week, and generally just train all different disciplines and different skills. Yeah those sort of things um so that was sort of, sort of beginning of my sort of martial artsy sort of thing um yeah. and in some of that as well the, the the kung fu I did was a sort of wushui sort of flowery sort of artsy-fartsy sort of kung fu <laughs> so it involved okay. a sort of it involved the, the free cartwheels the twisting the flipping and um I had again from just mucking about in the school gym with the trampettes and things like that that's how I sort of got, got my gymnastics background so you do get some performers whose so gymnastics background would be from a, a club level, but mine was pretty much all just, um, yeah, just sort of finding my own time and just doing the things I actually had a passion for and following it through myself with um, very little or no guidance. Um,
0: That's interesting you mentioned, sorry to uh, jump in there, it's just okay. interesting you mentioned the gymnastics stuff, right? So, I mean, um, you, you probably couldn't tell by looking at me now, but I used to be big into Taekwondo I did that for four and a half years as a, as a kid into my early 20s and I did um Muay Thai for about a year so I, I was like there was there was a period of my life where I was just entrenched in martial arts and and film actually you know that for me the two went hand in hand I was like just loved all the old um not just the old Hong Kong stuff but the American stuff the mm. Roth rock and never really gone to Chuck Norris but um so Van Damme actually started in gymnastics right i mean do you think that that's an integral part of being
1: a martial artist Do you think? depends on the martial martial artist you want to be um yeah when i when i before i when i started martial arts um i got heavily into philosophy at all um and again it was also for the film side of things um my first avenue into sort of martial arts in films as with most people is of course bruce lee yeah um so when i was old enough to actually start you know studying martial arts and follow my own way and do my own research i bought a lot of books and a lot of his um writings and training methods and yeah. was following following them along as much as I could myself and again also watching I uh, used to watch a lot of Van Damme um I used yeah. to like some of Steven Seagal's early stuff but then um mm. yeah looking back on it now it's all a bit, a bit safe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I don't know what I was doing in that age but um yeah that was some of the ones I was, I was watching when I was younger yeah. um yeah so um this sort of philosophy side of things I, I don't think you need any again i it depends on your martial art. I don't think any martial art is better than any other martial art. No. You know, because you can't get anyone who's the same skill level of any. I think it's very difficult. I mean, yeah. that's only showed itself by the fact that in anything MMA, it's all now yeah. a mix of everything. That's the whole point. Yeah. It's yeah. martial arts. Like, so there's no one style I think is anything better than anything else. No. Um. And I don't. Think street... any... Sorry.
0: No, I was going to say, but but you know, media like games and all that kind of stuff, sort of trained us as a particularly I guess our age group growing up that there is one over the other you look at Street Fighter 2 you look at um like Bloodsport and where it is just these different styles coming and and different disciplines coming together to try and best each other
1: yeah it was almost I, like you know I think the attraction yeah. out of that is like you know what would you ask you'd, you'd like to see a fight between a bear and a lion it's that yeah those weird like two two opposite things coming to head to head sort of thing yeah. and I think because there are, there's always been advocates of any martial art and of various skill levels, so it's it's always going to be out there that you know that, and again with any martial art, it can be it's, it can be a lifestyle. So again, yeah. um, if you start someone's lifestyle, you say for example, Taekwondo, then you say, well, yeah. actually, I think your martial art's pretty rubbish. Then yeah. you know you're attacking someone's beliefs and foundations. Yeah. That, that people take it very personally, so which yeah. is understandable. Which yeah. is, I mean, personally, that's myself. Which is maybe. Um, was able to go into stunts because I was able to round myself uh, in yeah. very various areas. But I never sat down with one discipline, and that was never my life. Um, yeah. Like I went through and done, been members of various clubs. I've got um, several belts in different uh, martial arts. Um, so I've never sort of, I've never been to one club, thought, well, this is the best, so I'm never going anywhere else again. <laughs> I, I've always thought, I've got, I'm getting something from this, but I also get something from there. I get something yeah. from there. And as a rounded person, I never sort of put the blinkers on and yeah, sort of yeah. fell into any sort of pigeonhole, I always just like to sort of, maybe because I did get a little bit bored as well myself, I can get sometimes a little yeah. bit bored of, of anything that's too the same. So, um, yeah. constantly having different people and different things to learn and all these different things was something that sort of really, really appealed to me. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then and obviously going into my career, that sort of that lends itself well. Um, yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, gymnastics wise as well, um, that sort of come off the back of the martial arts because I wanted to be better at doing the sort of fancy moves because when I was involved in just martial arts you you, you just want to be able to look good you know Mm -hmm. that's when you're doing these sort of things it's not about you know getting paid for it or actually not even any practicality but you're not expecting to you know pull out a pair of swords and start taking people out on the street so it is to look fancy and look good and you know to keep fit and stuff so um, I actually started going to some gymnastics um sessions um uh, adult sort of sessions this is this is when i was a little bit later probably about sort of 17 18 which
0: yeah
1: trying to start gymnastics at that, age, at that age was it's never going to be easy but um yeah. but that's actually where i sort of got on the road to the stunts because um i met one of my what was one of my one of my good friends uh, before yeah. i started doing stunts uh, a guy called james cox um and we actually knew each other before um but then we met up years later and he was then training for the register at uh, the, the british oh. stunt register is what we have in the uk
0: okay right
1: yeah um nice. So yeah, he was training for that, and um, I was there just doing my martial arts and a bit of gymnastics, and um, never really thought, you know, so i was thinking, you never really think, oh, I can be a stuntman, it seems a bit of a sort of childhood dream, a bit far-fetched. Um, and it's, it's funny enough, actually, I do remember one time I was actually, went to a school careers advisor, and there's a point where they said, what do you want to be? And I, I do remember saying I want to be a stuntman, just, I threw it out there, because I thought, well, I don't want to go too academic, but I threw it out there, see what they'd say, see if there's any avenues, because it sounded, a bit more exciting than just sitting behind a desk but
0: yeah
1: um they sort of just told me not to be you know get your head out of the stars really and focus on a bit more academic really and um i was i was always i'm always into computers and gaming and that sort of thing that's one of my main hobbies um and they knew that so they sort of pushed me into the avenue of doing it so i actually got my education of qualifications um a bit uh an uh, it it guy really so i used to right Build, maintain, and manage infrastructures and networks, and all that sort of thing. So. It's
0: it's it's interesting. Um, you're not the first person that I've spoken to who's told me that that's you know in the film industry has mm. told me that as a child, where they've gone to their careers advisor or whatever, and told them what they're interested in, that they've that the career advisors have tried to steer them away from it, and it's like, what the hell, man? That's
1: the last thing a kid needs to hear, right? I mean. I agree, I mean it's, I think because, I mean, I, again that's a whole different discussion about the education system mm. and things like that, but then mm. yeah, I can understand why they tried to sort of veer me to sort of what would be the safer path, because yeah. um, if I didn't do that, I mean, ideally it would be nice if I could have started on stunts on an earlier road and someone would just yeah. take me under the wing and stuff like that, but they didn't. But then IT, it got me a career, it got me, you know, I've got a, I've got a foundation in life and an understanding, yeah. so it put me into good stead for when I then become a stunt performer um, I, I was a bit more, you know, worldly and older than some of the performers that were just getting on, um, yeah. so, you know, so I had an understanding of the real world, so to speak, you know, I had a, yeah, yeah, I had yeah. a mortgages yeah. under my belt, that sort of thing, um, I mean, the only the, the downfall in that really just, well, the thing for me was just, I couldn't stand sitting at a desk any longer. Um, yeah, so, I hear you, mate. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I'd, I'd end up like, before I'd even train for the register, um, I'd be spending, you know, two or three evenings just. You know, to go into gymnastics or martial arts, that sort of thing, and then, yeah. and then when I started training for the register, um, you, you end up start well. I was actually training more than seven days a week because I was training swimming before work. I was training swimming during work. I was then doing gymnastics, martial arts, rock climbing, scuba diving, horse riding, all after oh, work. So yeah, I, was, I mean, I, I didn't take any holidays for years because all my holidays would be. Be part of the British Dumb Register as well as the qualifications and yeah. skills you need. You also have to have days in front of camera as an extra to get yeah. used to film sets and things. So yeah, yeah. Um, all my holidays or sabbaticals are taken actually working on a film set. That's yeah. sort of thing Yeah. yeah. So um, for me, it was the, the the passion to actually want to do something and and yeah. drive and and change your career. Um, and not only change your career as well, the possibility of going to a career that I may not succeed in or be successful in. So yeah. that that was a big that was a big thing um, going yeah. from that. You
0: it's know, a so risk, but it's a risk worth taking, though I think. And it's obviously it's paying off, right? Your 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 risks are paying off.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I do think if you're passionate about anything, um, mm. you know, whatever it is, and you know, if you if you really go into hundred percent, it it'll always pay off for you. Um, and mm. it's, it's not, not even to do monetary like. It's down to like what you want to get out of you know your life and yeah. your career. Um, yeah. yeah. Like job satisfaction wise, doing stunts is what I actually love. And you know, don't tell mm. the coordinators, but these are sort of things yeah. I'll probably do for free because I find them so yeah. fun. Um, and I actually. We'll really cut enjoy that them. bit out. We'll cut that bit out. No, no, no. He has a fee. He has a fee. Okay. <laughs> I do have. Um, oh, yeah. Union rates so are minimums. But, um, but yeah. you know, otherwise. Um, no, but I know what you mean. You're the same. Like any anyone creative, when you get to do something creative. That is yeah. in itself, like when when I used to just do my nine to five and earn the money, the money I earned there was to then go out and do stuff to be fun and creative and then to have those yeah. outputs, but my job is my output, um, yeah. so all I want to do is work, so the hardest thing for me is when I'm not working, I've got to try and keep myself busy, but when yeah. I'm working, that's, that's that's creative output in itself and that's, you know, you, you, you're coming yeah. together to make, um, you know, to, it sounds cliche, but making magic, making films in that sense, yeah. you know, I still pinch myself when, you know, I'm I'm on the other side of the camera and I'm yeah. thinking these some kids gonna grow up and whether they become a stump for them or not, these these films that I'm making are gonna have an influence on their life somehow. They may have gone on a first date with a girlfriend or yeah. you know, they might have maybe a family film they all watch around Christmas or it's all these yeah. things. It, films mean so much to so many people and um it, it's nice just to be a part of that. I mean, we're not, we're not sort of solving world peace or anything there, but um, we're providing such a fun distraction, um, which I think yeah. people sorely need, and it's nice to be part of that as well.
0: Mm, mm. And it works on so many different levels. It is like, for some people, it is just a distraction. For others, it's a source of inspiration. Uh, you never know, you know, the, the next big thing might come from having watched you, you know, the next big star or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, the next big stunt guy. Yeah, it's, um, no, it is
1: remarkable. I was just going to say, I mean, the movements, like the social movements it provides as well, I mean, you have to look mm-hmm. at, um, you know, for example, Wonder Woman and Black Panther recently, um, yeah. how much uh, people have just felt, like, empowered by these films, um, mm-hmm. and I, th- I mean, those are heavily action films, and the people involved in them are the action people, the stunt people, yeah. um, you know, they're the ones that have given these people the platforms and, you know, making people, you know, really feel absolutely empowered, and, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, 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 like I said, I mean, fair enough. not obviously making world peace, and it's, it's yeah. sometimes more than, sometimes more than distraction. I suppose because, like I said, with the whole Wonder Woman thing, that was definitely a woman uh, movement yeah, for yeah, woman, yeah, woman yeah, empowerment yeah. as well, which is fantastic. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, yeah. I mean, those are two really good examples. You know, Wonder Woman protagonist is a female, the uh, director is a female. Mm. You know, yeah. a, a lot of the strong characters throughout are females at a time that we probably need that kind of thing, you know, with all this sort of Weinstein scandal stuff. And, oh, very much so, yeah. And then and then Black Panther as well, that, oh god, that's so relevant, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean. The director, or, yeah,
1: the cast, of, yeah. And all the female warriors in that as well, or just something else. But
0: you, okay, so, like, you have just touched on Wonder Woman, right, so, um, uh, we were, for those who aren't aware, Jason and I, we met in Switzerland a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was, and, um, you were there talking about stunts and uh, Kerry, a performer, another fellow stuntee, Kerry and Williams. She was there who did some of the stunts, I think, for Gal Gadot during the pickups or whatever it was. I can't, I can't remember. Sorry, my memory just sucks. But so you were also uh, doing some work on Wonder Woman, is that right?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. As, um, as well with, as with any or most stunt performers, you mm-hmm. you generally do job around sort of. But yeah. again, m- myself, I job around quite a lot so what you sometimes get is some performers they are what we call on the core team so they will be yeah. from before the film starts to when it finishes, that's the only job they do, whereas some people they just hop in and out of films when the big sequence is coming up and that sort of thing, right. so I generally tend to be one of the guys who, who comes in I do, I, I like it that way because I come in, I do the fun sequences and I get to go home and I don't have yeah. to worry about all the some of, the, some, of the, some of the boring stuff which you know but um yeah so for example one Woman I was I was called in a couple of sequences so I wasn't there for the entire period but um I was there for some of the um No Man's Land scene when you would have gal running across deflecting bullets and uh, I was on in that in that scene actually I was on I was on the other side I was one of the Germans shooting at her um I know uh then <laughs> I think actually then again I was another German because um I was fortunate enough to be taken to Italy for I think it was three weeks. We were with the team we were at down in um uh, the Amalfi Coast filming the oh, nice. the beach scene, the big um, big yeah. Yeah, beach warrior scene. Uh, we done all yeah. that there for three weeks, um, which was incredible. So yeah, so th- those two sequences were the ones I was involved with on oh, nice. that film. Um, yeah, just and two two fun sequences. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, that,
0: that No Man's Land sequence is fantastic, actually. I mean, in the beginning, I thought some of the slow motion stuff was a bit like, but you watch it back and you're like, no, actually, it makes perfect sense and it's just done so well. So congratulations on that, mate. You. Uh, Thank you. Um. So you get chucked around then, yeah, quite a lot. Are you, like, rigged up and stuff and then you um, get flung halfway through the set or halfway across the set and stuff? Yeah,
1: I mean, there, there are several things and uh, methods that um, coordinators and performers can use to get the effect they need. Um, generally, the ones we use would be um, what's called a, an air ram or a ratchet, um, yes. which is where the performer would be in a harness, a jerk harness or a jerk mm-hmm. vest, and it's um, it's the same sort of thing that they use in Cirque du Soleil, that sort of thing to um to basically ho- um, hold their performers up in the air while they're being sort of thrown around and sweeping oh, right. around the rafters. We use the same sort of thing. The, so we'll have that on underneath um, our costumes, and then mm-hmm. whatever padding we can permit, whatever we can allow, and get under the costume we'll wear. Um, because mm-hmm. um, again, with with stunts, it's not it's not about um, being happy to be bashed up because you know you yeah, yeah, you always yeah. want to sounds a bit funny because people always think it's very dangerous and you get hurt and stuff, and they always wonder why you wear so many pads, and it's like well. It's, you know, sometimes you wear so many pads you're trying to get away with as many as you can, not because you're you're a wimp, but because you know you're going to have to be doing this 10, 15 times. Anyone can do a good jerk back once.
0: (laughs) It's
1: it's when you've got to do it, you know, again and again and again. So it's about, you know, keeping yourself, um, you know, fit enough for the next job as well. But um, yeah, so you'll be putting a a jerk jerk harness and you'll have a wire attached to you, which is then uh, attached to a piston, which is then set to a certain amount of pressure. Yeah. Um, and then again, some depends on where you want the pour to go, what action you want them to do for the air, where you want them to land. There are a sort of again, it's, it's quite a science um, some of the rigging stuff as well because it yeah. is physics um, about how you actually going to be pulling a weight to where you want to put it and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So basically, they say we're going to be pulling you from here. You should be landing around about there. Um, mm. And then again, with most uh, most stunts, you will actually build up and actually work your way up to it. So you got yeah. a lower pressure then work you up to the biggest stunt but eventually what you'll end up seeing on tv would be you know performers already all rigged up all padded action happens yeah. they'll have their fight routine going on and then at a, at a certain mark or a press a button or when they hit a spot um the jerk ground will go and then they'll get whipped through the air and um, make it like been hit by an explosion and ogre or yeah. be thrown by something um and another piece of equipment we can use would be um an air ram um which is um Again, a, a compressed air or compressed gases um okay. on a plate, and when you step on that plate, that plate then basically releases you, propels you through, through the air. um So you, yeah. So basically, you run along and you put your foot on the plate, and it then just catapults yeah. you through the air.
0: But you, you are harnessed up, are you?
1: On on those ones, not, on those one you're not. No, you're you're basically okay. free riding the air. So yeah. Oh wow. Okay. yeah So, you, so there is your, a. You'll have your pads. Yeah. You yeah, Always, yeah, always yeah. try and get away with your pads if you can. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, on that one, no, no harnesses to that.
0: Okay, so then, I guess, I mean, I'm assuming here, but then I suppose, are there, do most of these, most stunt guys uh, and girls have a background in things like martial arts and gymnastics? Because if it's something like that, you're going to need to know, it's important to know how to land, yeah? How to fall and how to
1: roll or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm a member of the British Stunt Register. Um, mm-hmm. um, as well as being a member of it, I'm also on, on the board. Um Oh, wow. Okay, And um, yeah, it's um, quite cool. cool. Um, and the requirements for getting on the British Standard um there's basically you have to choose six disciplines um, and there are several skills. Um, sorry, you have to choose six skills over several disciplines. Um, there, there There's different skills, there's a whole list of ones you can actually choose from, but you've got to choose which six you feel proficient mm-hmm. in. And there are certain requirements that are put in place to make sure that you have a you know, varied skill set. Um, on this list, for example, are things like uh, trampolining, um, gymnastics, and high diving, and these sort of things. And those things are designed to make sure that your spatial awareness is really good, for example. Yeah, so, if you've yeah. never got a trampoline before, and then you suddenly you could do, then you've trained yourself up and worked your way up to do the stunt test. By the time mm-hmm. you've got there, you've got spatial awareness to be able to do, you know, full twists in the air and rotations and things like that. So, as yeah. soon as someone puts you in a wire and throws you through the air and you're free falling, you then have yeah. that experience and knowledge because you're trampolining or high high diving to manipulate your body through the air and you know land in the correct spot um and again it's not it's not about gymnastics about pointing your toes and that sort of thing it's about about, you know riding the line what we call riding the line but actually performing through the air uh, and making it look like for example you've been blown up or you've been hit by something so you're not obviously you know pointing your toes trying to get a perfect technique in um, but for the British sorry, for the British Stunt Register, we have these okay. um, skills, you know, these requirements set in place. So once a performer becomes qualified, they have yeah. a very good base level understanding that's physically of what's required of them. So,
0: yeah.
1: you know, so most people, um, if they don't have a, a pure background in gymnastics, so, for example, if they haven't been, you know, if they weren't competing for years, then decide to be a stunt performer. It's yeah. always quite good that a lot of people do go and get the gymnastics as a qualification yeah, it's a British register British, British qualification uh, to help them sort of, yeah, again, all, all, the, all the disciplines we require of people are to make them a well-rounded performer at the beginning, yeah. and then you go on to then learn more as you go through the industry. But most people, um, it, it, it sounds see. but some stunt performers don't like heights, so they don't do the high-falling the high stuff, they don't do any like that, but then put them in a car or on a bike or withhold, put a sword in them, they're, they're second to none. Yeah. just because they don't like heights doesn't mean they're not going to be a good stunt performer. Um, yeah. So, you know, every, also in the industry, everyone has their strengths and everyone has their weaknesses. And it's knowing what you can and can't do. Um, and the fact that we've got a very broad, um, skillful skill set in our industry, which means we can actually still produce all the great films we need to produce
0: yeah interesting you also mentioned about the height stuff so that's actually nice leads me in nicely into um mission possible um because it seems with these sort of latter few films actually no i guess all of them maybe not that i don't know um but they're, they're really they really showcase one you know really amazing stunt mm. by tom cruise so you know in the second film the, the cliff Stuff at the beginning, yeah. You call that the uh, well, whatever it was, the climbing stuff, um, the free climbing the solo climbs, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, and third one, I actually can't remember, but fourth one, you had
1: the uh, uh the Dubai tower stuff, yeah, on the uh, yeah, sticking to the walls and stuff, and then yeah. the, the airplane bit as well. On the next, um, yeah, the and the one. airplane. <laughs>
0: and so, in this new one in the trailer, he's doing another hype thing, right? He's what's he doing? He's been chucked up into the air in a, Is right, in a
1: helicopter yeah or he grabs on the bottom of a helicopter doesn't he then climbs his the way up oh, yeah. i believe i think that's the one in the trailer okay
0: so um you like i guess my research i'm using air quotes here uh took me to imdb and i noticed that you did a little bit on um miniature possible
1: whatever we're on now six yes seven, yeah six
0: yeah so um can you talk about that
1: um to be honest, I didn't actually do too much on that. Um, okay. Yeah, but like I said, each performer each gets brought in for certain sequences. Yeah. Um, and the sequence I got brought in uh, wasn't anything too stunt heavy. Um, okay. So it wasn't anything to do with any of those sort of scenes and bits and pieces. So, so that's
0: not you in the helicopter, right? And like, Mr. Cruise has just been lying to us all this time. Oh, uh, I wish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if only. I'm a bit too yeah. short, maybe. Um, yeah. But no, it, yeah, so again, like I said, Oh. Again, all my friends and colleagues—they're all the guys that are doing all that sort of stuff. So oh, I, know, nice I know enough about the what's the ins and outs and what's going on, but yeah. um, I, I was not there for that sequence at all. But cool. no, yeah, I'm afraid not.
0: No worries. Okay. Um, all right. So let's um, let's move on uh, in terms of your filmography. So you know, I, I know you've done a lot of stuff, a lot of British films, and in recent years more of the American stuff as they've started bringing the productions over to finally back to our sort of sound stages and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, big one, how can we not talk about this? Let's talk about Star Wars and your recent work on Solo. Okay. Yeah, because, uh, you were basically the stunt double
1: for Alden Ehrenreich. Uh, yes, well, one of them, um, yeah, um, like most people know, obviously the film kind of, a lot of reshoots and stuff like that. So I I Mm -hmm. was, I was there for the, basically the Ron Howard section of the film. Okay. Um. And there, there's another stunt performer called uh, Luke Scott, a really really talented guy, um, who mm. also does the uh, doubling on Kingsman for the young gentleman. Oh, there. okay. He's yeah, a very yeah. good stunt man. Um, yeah, he was he was doing um, some of the stunts at the beginning and stuff like that. And then, yeah. like I said, as, as the production ramped up and they done the reshoots, they got quite a lot of new people in, um, new teams wise. And I was one of the guys brought in uh, to double Alden um, for basically the latter half of the film. Um, yeah. as, as well as Luke still doing some of the stuff um on other sets. That's once yeah. filming starts ramping up, you sometimes need multiple doubles. Um yeah, yeah so yes. So I, I the stuff I've done, uh, predominantly I worked on the I did a few bits throughout the film, but predominantly yeah. the uh, the train sequence, um yeah. a lot of that. Um and some of the tunnel sequence as well. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's it's, it's quite a good really good fun, fun job nice. to work on actually. Fantastic job there. Really enjoyed that.
0: So, so I'm guessing you have
1: seen it. I actually saw it last night. Oh, nice. Okay. And what did you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, yeah. Firstly, I'm, I'm never biased to any films that I'm in because um, I'll always look to them um, from, first of all, like, I look at them as a film point of view, whether I enjoyed it or didn't yeah. enjoy it. And I'll also look at it is it a good stunt film or is it not a good stunt film? Yeah. Like, yeah that yeah. sort of thing. Um, and, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed working on it. It was a fantastic film, really fun. Um, it, it was like a childhood dream being able to double you know, Han and you yeah. know, run alongside Chewie and all this sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, when I actually actually got to see it last night, um, I was really, really happy with it. Yeah. Um, working on the film, people always say to you, oh, what's it like? And you, you never yeah. really know because obviously in the editing floor, um, a lot of things change. But yeah. uh, working on it, I thought, this seems like a fun film. Everyone seems yeah. to be really happy, enjoying themselves, um, yeah. all the cast and crew is... It seemed like a really fun film, and I thought, I think it's going to be good. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's, again, it's just my opinion, but I, I watched yeah. it last night, and um, I, I was really, really happy with it. Um, yeah. It was a really fun film. I thought everything lent itself really well to camera, um, some really nice moments. And stunt-wise, um, really proud of what all the team done, because there were some great moments, um, some some heavy hits, and... Um, and some of the conditions that I know some of the people worked in um, yeah. on some scenes you wouldn't even think would be horrible conditions like they had some stunt guys in some, some gnarly positions doing some very <laughs> very tough things um, yeah. physically um, just for just for sometimes sometimes what seems like a mean not meaningless shot but what seemed like a throwaway shot you yeah, know yeah. but when you see it on screen like it it's, looks great it's fantastic yeah, it it's so off, right? so pays off so pays off yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. definitely it's, yeah I was really really happy with that so yeah, fingers yeah. crossed it starts getting a bit more momentum because I've heard it's been getting some mixed reviews, which, I
0: don't know. Well, I don't know. I You can't really... I've, I've sort of found over the past sort of... Um, since since all the Last Jedi mm. hubbub, um, you can't really... I mean, obviously you can't trust the internet anyway. No, but no Like all these sort of scoring systems and how some of these guys send out these bots and, you know, mm. it... Because, it, like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I... I Try not to go by that. I mean, I, I'm hearing actually, fuck what other people think, man. I love that film. I thought it. I think it was actually genuinely fantastic. Um,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm, I grew up with the Star Wars films, um, yeah. and the, the the pre prequels um, yeah. come along in like a, a point in my life when I was sort of just going through sort of my late teens, early early twenties. Yeah. That was in a sort of you know good time in my life when I was having fun and doing what. The, a lad of those ages does so yeah, those yeah. films still sit quite well in me because they come with, in a good period of my life
0: yeah
1: um, yeah same um, and uh, funnily enough actually I was working at a cinema when The Phantom Menace was released so I got to see it like oh. a day before everyone else oh was. early oh no nice. yeah it and, uh, I can't the amount of times I, I walked in to watch that Darth Maul fight scene was yeah unbelievable um, I was going
0: to say did that have an impact on you as well you must have loved that because that's the first time it, that we had proper martial arts I suppose isn't it in a Star Wars film
1: yeah, like or really shown because um, obviously they didn't have again. Well, the, in the seventies, it was a sort of different yeah. time of what they could actually yeah, put on yeah. screen and stuff like that. So that's what yeah, to seeing Ray Park for the first time on Staff Mall that was mm. uh, that was something else. And yeah. I think because at that time as well, a lot of films <clears throat> with filming. This seems to have ebbs and flows when films come over here and they're in yeah. the US, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And that that period of time, there's obviously a lot of films over here. Um, so I started. The, the contacts of my life, I started. You start the, the world seems a little bit closer than before because you know the mm. film studios. I, I grew up in Watford, which is just from yeah, yeah. Leeson Studios. Yeah. Um, and I done so Leeson Studios is very close to me where they filmed Goldeneye and things like that. So yeah. that's when my world started getting a little bit smaller, um, right. and you know Hollywood got a little bit closer, so to speak. Yeah. I'm being yeah. too cliche. Um. So yeah, is that is, is the Star Wars films really sort of brought it out because I was getting to a point where. Um, as a person I developed in martial arts I was doing gymnastics you know all these films mm. have come out the studio's close by um, yeah. you know what am I going to do with my life you know I was doing I was starting in IT then and then yeah. like I said that sort of you know beginning of Star Wars and the prequels and every film from that on really was sort of what started moulding me into you know what I'd, what I'd hopefully become and then mm. then off then the back of that as well we had Matrix which was like
0: oh yeah
1: of absolutely mind blowing mm. um, yeah so yeah on the back of those those are the sort of things that yeah, I suppose we're quite you know pivotal and some catalysts in actually pushing myself to actually want to yeah. be on the other side of the camera.
0: Yeah, no, um, Matrix is a funny one actually. I think when I first saw it, I was a little bit conflicted because I adored the film mm. the concept, all the performances, but like it came out when I was still training, and like I was watching Keanu Reeves and thinking I could take him. Could take <laughs> you can't. You, you can't even get his leg above his uh, shoulder. Yeah, just, yes. let's kick him. Then I realised, no, I'm five foot four and he's like six, or whatever. I could not axe kick that guy. I couldn't do it. No, no. <laughs> exactly. Like, his
1: fun kick is good enough for your head kick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, he doesn't
0: need to lift his leg up that high. He just needs <laughs> to flick me or like just, yeah, at the knee level. Um, yeah, no, that's a great problem. Um Okay, so just go back to uh, yeah, carrying on with the no, let's carry on with the talk about solo and stuff because um, I'm interested in how uh, people go up. For these parts because generally it seems to be that you know they go in and they don't necessarily realize what they're going in for um or they're told they're going in for one thing and it ends up being something else or it evolves into something else so how did you land the gig did you know exactly what it was that you were going in for
1: um <clears throat> the way it works um in stunt world is you have what's called yep. a coordinator stunt coordinator and they yep. they would be part of um production, so a producer will okay. obviously go out and get their directors and their bits and pieces, and getting a yeah. stunt coordinator is part and parcel of that. Yeah. Um, and that coordinator will have people they generally either know, they tend to use, and and being part of also the British Stunt Register, we are a register, so we have a big book of mm-hmm. people who in that book has our list of work, um, pictures of us, headshots, full body shots, action shots, okay. our measurements, those sort of things. Yeah. Um, so what it basically comes down to is you know, for in this in this circumstance, for example, yeah. the coordinator on that job, I'd recently worked with him a couple of times, and he's a very nice guy that I know. Um, yeah. and he took over on the reshoots. Um, and he's yeah. then he then also needs a double, so yeah. he he has he has to basically think right, who's about Alden's height, build, who can yeah. do the work that's required for the rest of the shoot, and it's down yeah. to that really. So,
0: a okay. coordinator
1: it's, it's it's a a mix of you know looks and skill, um, depending yeah. on what's actually required. Okay. Um, so, so I mean, when not well. When I got the call, it was um, yeah. I knew the coordinator was working on Star Wars. Um, yeah. And I've not—that's my first Star Wars credit. Um, okay. Because obviously there have been there have been other Star Wars films that my colleagues worked for on. Yeah. And um, but I've not had a chance to get on those just because of I don't work with that coordinator much. Um right, sure. So yeah, so when I you know when the phone started ringing and I saw the coordinator's name, a really nice guy called Roy Taylor, I yeah. see his name come up. I was like, oh my god, he's you know. Could be work. It could be work. It never. It's never guaranteed. If the name comes up, they could just want to chat about something. But, yeah. but I thought, oh, it could be work. And then uh he asked if I was free, and I was like, fantastic. You know, I'm finally getting my Star Wars credit. And then, yeah. then he dropped the bombshell that oh, it's, you know, it could be because you're Dublin Alden. And <clears> uh my hand, I, I, I said, a bit of a film geek and a massive Star Wars geek as well. Yeah. So I was just a little bit taken back, and I was like. I don't care what I'm doing on that film. <laughs> yeah, as, just long get as, him... as long as one day I'm on set in the yeah. uh, costume being shot on as old and as Han Solo, then I'm, I could die happy. Did you cry a bit? Uh I, a little bit. I would have cried. I, I may, <laughs> I may have wet myself. But I don't remember. Really yeah, that's it. a little you bit. Cried of from, pee from the other out. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. no, oh
0: man! Excited. I can only imagine. I can
1: only imagine what that must have felt like. That, that's incredible. Yeah, and no, I don't, I don't really get like um, starstruck or nervous mm. about filming or anything like that. Um, because it's, it, it sounds like I'm not, I'm not in the industry for years, but it's just yeah. like it is, is a job and that, and you can't do it yeah. all the time. And it's, yeah. Um, but g- going on set for that, that was that was like, wow, this is something, this is something else. I was, I was like a schoolboy going yeah. into set, like, yeah, just thinking like, get my call to costume get my fitting yeah. I was like i cannot wait to get my costume fitting just to yeah, see it all yeah. and all these small little things um that you know sometimes you take for granted on other jobs but yeah. for this i was like this is gonna be so cool so
0: so so it did seem different to uh the other big budget studio films and stuff that you've worked on it definitely seemed it seemed different did it for me it
1: did um because yeah. it's because it was star wars and okay. i mean i think with this film they, re- they really went uh, really went big on obviously the practical effects mm-hmm. so sometimes you can go into a film set or a studio or somewhere and um it's just you know pe- it, people in people in like motion capture suits and yeah. or walking with tennis balls on top of poles that sort of thing yeah, so sometimes yeah, yeah. kind of get a you, you can you can imagine what it's gonna be like and think yeah. this is gonna look really good when it comes out i look forward to seeing what it looks like yeah, but on yeah. star wars you're walking around or walking from set to studio or it's just walking around and yeah. you know you you're on just different planets and the the attention to detail, I think because it is a Star Wars film, I think anyone who gets on it is like, excellent, it's a Star Wars film, I really want to make it work and they're so happy to work on it that that comes out in everyone's craftsmanship, like from the the set designers, the set dresses, the makeup, the costume. um, It is a privilege, isn't it? The sound, the lighting, everyone involved, I think is I mean, I'm, there are some people don't care, and it's just Star Wars. But I imagine mm-hmm. they're, each each team is going to have a few diehard fans, so <laughs> yeah. I can probably you that, and that, that that will come through in in the work that comes through, um, yeah. you know, hopefully that comes from the screen. But it, it it was like unlike anything I've been on, on before. Um, yeah. I, I was I was in that I was in the um, Proxima scene as well, and seeing that seeing, seeing that huge him. animatronic come out of the water, and when she's wearing yeah. her head and talking to Han, and and it's it was amazing. Um, it was just incredible, and not only just to be there as well. A few times I had to do because he had to get um, Han had to get hit a few times, and Alden ended up mm. doing it. But a few of the scenes that it was me doing, uh, doing the cues, throwing the throwing mm. the ball, and talking to Proxima, and it was just very surreal having everything there, and then for that moment you are Han so to speak. And yeah, um, yeah, it felt yeah just very very different because everyone was really into it, like because it looked great. It had so many extras and so many willing people. Um, yeah. I mean all the extras that I was talking to all the supporting artists I was chatting to yeah. they were just so enthralled by being dressed up and they were all pulling yeah. long days and hard hours but everyone had a smile on their face and when they're asking for cues off the audience for them to do certain things like cheer clap and whatever they they not yeah. go mad because they were loving it and it's yeah. that 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 i I've got that atmosphere on set like I've, I've got a really good vibe um yeah and it's really fun and you know it's, it was yeah that I mean the reason it felt different probably to me is co- probably because it was Star Wars but I'll, yeah. I'll take that it was
0: <laughs> but you know even um, the few people I've spoken to about it or you know it, where it comes up who who were there um, working on it even they did say you know it. it's now you know that whole I've got a bad feeling about this I've that's <laughs> being wiped from my memory man because the whole I've got a good feeling about this that's what they were essentially saying they were sort of saying you know they were there and they while they're there they genuinely had a really positive Mm. you know feeling despite all the uh you know all the issues and whatnot um they they just i think they yeah as you say they really believed in what they were
1: what they were doing and it was yeah yeah i mean i I said i got called on on the job after those issues or things but i didn't know whether i was going to be walking into anything you know any animosity or any any funny sort of feelings or and also i thought oh god i'm gonna be coming into this really excited when some people have had a slug of six months already so to speak yeah yeah, yeah. what's it gonna be like but even going back on there. Everyone was like, fine, like, yeah, like, not a problem at all. Like, there were some turnover of crew because they were, you know, just the way timing worked out. Some people were yeah, yeah. working so long, so they had to on other projects. Yeah. Um, so even you know, the mix of old and new crew maybe that helped revitalize things because you know it felt a bit fresher, a new director, yeah. and but it, it felt like a good place to be. And so, um, you know, contrary to some of the reports you may have seen, I yeah. had a great time, I had a really good time, but then. Maybe maybe I was on a different end of the stick to some people, um. But I, for yeah. my personal experience, I had a fantastic time. No, that's
0: great. Um. Okay. So how, how do you prepare for it? Like, so you get the call, you t- you show up. Do they do they give you a script? Do you or, or scene breakdowns or how do, how does it work? How do you know what you're doing?
1: Uh, that is all job by job depending, really. Um, depending on what they like. So something like stars, they obviously lock yeah. down a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. So generally each day you'll get what's called a call sheet and that'll have a step-by-step of what scenes you're supposed to be doing, that sort of thing. Yeah. And depending on how heavily you're involved in the scene, um, you may get a script breakdown. Um, yeah. And depends on how how precious the, the production is about information getting out. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, sometimes I've had an entire script for a day, Yeah. a whole day in my in my trailer with a little bit highlighted for me, whereas sometimes you don't even get a call sheet because it's the because I don't want you to, not even you to know who else is on set in case mm. that that gets leaked to the press and yeah, yeah uh, sure. call, the call sheets may have different names for each person on them. Like the you know, yeah. Alden may not be Alden; it may be you know Joe Blogs. So yeah. yeah, so the information is different to every film. So you just learn to take whatever you can because yeah. information can be sporadic. So you literally learn to take information wherever you can, try and build a big picture, and make the best decision or do what you can based on that. Really, mm. um, in terms of. Pre- preparing for a scene. I mean, if it's a, if it's a stunt scene specifically, then yeah. you'll obviously hopefully know, um, yeah. you know. Most coordinators will tell you what's going on and what's required and if there's rehearsals needed, you'll have rehearsals. Um,
0: yeah.
1: If it's something on the day that you have to do, then generally that's the reason you're called in because you have that little that skill. experience. But, okay. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's not going to be too bad. So, um, yeah, it's usually explained and it, not, most things you don't normally do one take. they will usually rehearse it two or three times as they yeah. can even if it's saying simple it's something quite large and then okay. yeah, then you're going through it um, if it's just um, I mean the hardest bit of the stunt work which yeah. is one thing that most people don't realise until they actually get on is not the stunts it's the performance it's the acting yeah, yeah, yeah. that sort of okay. thing yeah um, because it, it's, it's easy, like I said about the, for example, the um, the air rams and the vests and that yep. jerks and that sort of thing. Is once you've been yanked by a piece of machinery, there's not much you can do. But yeah. it's your performance before and after that that sell what's going on really. Um. Yeah. So the main thing that main thing at Oz that, ours, that my, the, my boss, my coordinator, Roy was reiterating to me, and anytime you're doubling anyone, is you know watch the actor when they run. You've got to be able to run like they do. Watch it when yeah. they move and fall because it be it. It'd be, sometimes you can't notice certain things on camera but you'll notice you suddenly see Alden walk running and then suddenly the run changes to a suddenly different a slightly different gait. You know, yeah, if so, yeah. for example, if, if if I was doubling actor and they were quite a clumsy runner, whereas say so yeah. for example I'm quite a confident runner and you see them bumbling around and they suddenly you see me sprinting away. Mm-hmm. Thinking, how, yeah. how do we do that? So so a lot yeah. of the time when you're doubling someone, um, you have to, you know, learn to move like them move like them a little bit. Um yeah. I mean one of my colleagues was doubling um Woody Harrelson. Um, mm-hmm. And so he had to, you know, he, he my, my colleague's a lot younger um, and, yeah. and an incredible martial artist. He's got very, very good movements. Um, yeah. So he was having to make sure that he could move like Woody Harrelson and make it look strong and do his thing, yeah. um, whereas, not like, whereas not look like him. And the same sort yeah. of thing. So, you know, you've got to try and not look like you, but look like the other person, which is, yeah, yeah. And that's fun. I actually enjoy that. That's, yeah. You know, like I said, we've been trained to do the stunts. And, you know, when they yeah. say three to one action, it ends up that takes over and you just do the stunts but the fun bit where you're doing the creative bit is then the before and after as well.
0: The perform- yeah, and I, I, and I did want to ask you, you know, how much of a crossover is there between um, actually acting and the stunt side but yeah, you've, I guess you've answered it, you've got to really, there's a lot of, it's, it is movement reference as well to a degree, there's so many overlaps it, in it all is. the different
1: areas. Yeah, I mean, you've got to think as well like, um, and in some cases, for example, say Chewie for example, like mm. you've got and you've got his, you've got the actual um, actor. You've got the stunt the honest, double, yeah. yeah. And you've got the like the body double. So you've got like three three Chewbaccas. Now they are mm. all different people who come from different backgrounds. They'll all walk differently. They'll all run differently. They'll all so they all have to you know they'll all have to obviously take after the, the main actors. They're, they'll have to use that as a reference because that's their mm. reference. But you know um, each person that's coming be- past them, they'll have to aim for one thing, one similarity, and work with that because yeah. everyone looks different there's going to be no continuity and it's going to look very disconcerting on scene. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think that's, I mean, yeah, the performance side of things is, is something that in the British stunt Register, I think we're trying to push into more now instead of yeah. just having like days in front of camera as an extra, um, mm. which is, it, that teaches you really good set, set etiquette, but mm. uh, there needs to be a uh, level of actual live performance. Um, yeah. Personally, I don't have a background in live performance. I've I yeah. done drama at school. I've done theatre shows and all that sort of stuff, plays at school, but not a, not an actual theatre background yeah but one of the big things i have learned is that it is mo- lo- a lot of it is just so much acting so much performance yeah um because yeah. it, it stands out um if, if that's the main thing that stands out it doesn't stand out if you can't do the skills or anything like that really it stands out if you if you stand there looking like an idiot or you can't deliver a line or um it's these sort of things and it's yeah. it's not just the acting it's sometimes the improv as well you know yeah, yeah especially doing stunts sometimes it doesn't always go you know one, two, three sometimes things go a little bit awry um, and yeah. you have to sometimes improv in character so you don't ruin the shot you know something may happen one of your friends gets knocked down by a horse you know you're not going to run away and leave them. you're going to try and help them up but you can't be panicky you've got to still try and pretend that you're a soldier yeah.
0: Um,
1: yeah. you know and pretend even you may even like get them in cover and pretend to shout for a medic and you know pretend to do chest compressions while you're asking them are you okay did you almost get knocked over that sort of thing so yeah. You, you, the improv side of things sometimes comes for it. Just, Interesting, yeah. Just because of it. Yeah, it, it, things, things happen and go awry and again, again, if you're doing a fight scene with an actor and yeah. uh, they've, they haven't, you know, they're the about the lines, not their fight beats. So yeah. they sort of it's a swing. You're not going to stand there and think, oh, you should have punched me. You're going to try and do something to help them because yeah. obviously the main thing for them is delivering their lines, doing their thing, not not yeah. the stuntman. That doesn't yeah. matter. So, <laughs> you know, you, you've got to try... Try to sort of you know improv and help out and yeah. do what you can to try and help help them look good and move the scene along and make everyone's job easier really.
0: Yeah, that's that is um that is interesting. I never really thought about um you know all these other little sort of nuances to the role. You have to yeah when things I mean, don't go right.
1: Yeah, I mean one once example that um again it just sort of sometimes happens. But I was, yeah. I, was I was on a film um and I was in a bus and I was seen was as a van driving alongside the bus and. Uh, I was meant to shoot a window, and as, as I shot the window through, the whole window was meant to blow up, and then obviously the camera could see through who I was shooting at, um, and as the scene comes through, I start taking my shots, and the deck it didn't go off properly, so it shattered the window, but didn't the glass, glass didn't break, so you ended up having an entire window of frosted glass, which the camera couldn't see through, right. so instead of wasting a shot, I just quickly thought, oh god, so I punched the glass, so I punched it and smashed it through, and carried on shooting. Um and then so I was like okay and there's like okay well done for doing that because we could keep the shot and funnily enough it actually that shot was the one that made it yeah so it's like it wasn't I'd I'd rather just carry on the shooting because instead of instead of doing three or four more takes you know we may have got on that take so you know we'd have to keep doing it again so you just if if you can just do something to make the flow go better or Mm. help someone out in another department to make things easier then. You know if everyone gels and everything works then it makes things a lot lot easier and everything mm. on the other end comes out well
0: yeah, yeah what film was that can i ask
1: uh that was stratton
0: Str- oh yeah okay with dominic cooper yeah. yes
1: yeah, yeah um British film, yes I think. yeah okay i'm gonna check that out yeah um it's well it's an interesting fight scene at the end they yeah. well, annoyingly the uh they left a shot in where we're having a, we're me and dominic cooper in a knife fight and uh, Obviously, it was a rubber knife, but there's a shot where um, they, they left the rubber knife in and you can see it bendy. So it's not <laughs> oh, no. oh, my God. No. Now yeah. gonna, like, oh, now I'm going to be
0: looking for that.
1: Oh, oh, you'll, don't worry. You'll see it. Oh, see really? It. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. dear.
0: That's like uh, for the blooper. They should have kept that for the blooper reel. Um, oh, it's just... Oh, yeah. yeah. Never no <laughs> mind. Um, okay. So, just... Uh, right. You mentioned a little bit about um, a couple of scenes that you're involved in on on Solo, the train mm. stuff, but I, I, you know, when I was watching mm. that, I thought, yeah, Jason must have been doing this, he must <clears> have been on that, um, and, uh, what was it, the Lady Proxima, Madame Proxima, I forget, um, but what other, big set pieces, what well, actually, what what other scenes were involved in, whether they were set pieces or not, um, um, there's a lot of I, stuff there,
1: right? Yeah, but you end up being like, they, they, being pushed up, um push and pull between so many sets and so many mm. studios. Sometimes, I mean, like I said, predominantly I was doing the train stuff, but yeah, uh, went on to do the proxima stuff, uh, some of the all that sort of some of the stuff in those sort of Surrey bits. Um, yeah. I've done like a again some stuff gets really cut down. So we did yeah. a bit of a sequence where the Millennium Falcons come into um, onto the mining planet. Yeah, then we shot a few more bits there, which weren't exactly stunted, but a few few people get beaten about and smashed about a bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then they sort of just cut that down, so you don't actually see that. You just sort of see the Lenin Falcon come in. So sure. there's a few bits that um <clears throat> that were I was involved in that never actually made the cut. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: A, f- a few of the driving bits. Um. Because they had um they had a really cool mechanical um speeder. Um, the, which okay. Is a, like, a, like a roller coaster type run thing. A very very cool bit of again the, the, the effects team were just unbelievable. So you got create. to
0: you got to drive his Hans speeder on Corellia
1: well I say it drove but it was on rails But and uh, yeah. spinning around and stuff, oh you know yes. yeah yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. 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 Um, and I also got to play with his dice oh no way
0: <laughs> yeah. oh my god that's incredible the, the, the,
1: they were very big on the dice and how they sat yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the car which yeah, is yeah. Uh, very cool yeah so I was in those sequences as well oh um, amazing what else I did I've done some of the um, the battlefield scene at the beginning where yeah. um, Han yeah. and uh, um, Woody first meet
0: yeah the uh, they real, did there as well stuff.
1: yeah Yes, yeah, so I've done a little bit there as well. Okay. Um, yeah, so just like a little, little bit of everything, really. Oh, so that's yeah, amazing. just dick my toes in, in every planet.
0: And loads of costumes. So you, you've been in a lot of his get-ups, basically in the film. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah I've been in. He, well, got his, i got to wear his nice uh, speed one, which is that nice white waistcoat, mm-hmm. which I loved it because uh, I got to obviously see it very close and the, yeah. the attention to detail is great because it it literally looks like a costume, like a. It doesn't look very. It looks stormtrooper, but a little bit R two D two ish as well. Oh right. Um, so it's, yeah, if you look at if you try and get some, it's, there's probably some um, some press release of it. But it's a very nice jacket, and I, I'm gonna try and find someone that does a little copy of it because uh, that was yeah. a really nice vest. <laughs> China <laughs> um, just got eBay. Yeah. Sure, some find some Chinese dude. He's like, Come on, man. Um, got to wear his nice um his nice yak costume uh, yeah. on the, for the uh, snow one, which is which yeah. is great because obviously that's like. You know, he's next to Chewy, Yeah. And he's also got his jacket on as well. And it's like, that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that costume, But that, that costume was, I mean, that was hot and that was heavy. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> due to authenticity, they yeah. always make sure you wear as much, like, every layer sort of thing. So underneath yeah. that, there, there there's breeches, there was vests, there was shirts, there was other mean? jackets, then the big jacket on top and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. And everything was, like, absolutely real. Um, yeah. you know, that whole jacket was made out of like yak belly and that sort of stuff, so yeah. absolutely amazing, amazing costumes, and, yeah. and and also had to sometimes wear a nice um Alden mask as well, made out of silicon, yeah. Okay, right. So, uh, I was gonna ask because I mean, you've got a shaved head and a beard, so <laughs>
0: yes. or at least when we met, so how did they what? how did you deal with that? Like, I'm guessing you didn't have the you shave the beard off, fine. Did put yeah. a
1: um, Yes, yes. So, funny enough, um, again, because I'm shaving, most people think no hair, but it yeah. actually makes very good wigs. Um, and I've got, a uh, the size of my head lends as well to wigs, apparently, so um, it <laughs> okay. isn't bad. So, um, yeah, it's, it's nice because, you know, the, the hair and makeup, they do such a fantastic job. And again, yeah. the costume, they do an incredible job as well. Yeah. Um, that, you know... I got mistaken for Alden quite a few times on set, and oh, it's, it's it's quite a nice thing because <clears throat> it sort of justifies you being a double because obviously yeah. people think yeah. you look like him, which is great. Yeah. Um, but it just so it's it's very strange how like how you know a couple of hours in costume and makeup and you can you can really look like someone else. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: If yeah. I if I saw a picture of Alden and saw a picture of me, like especially as I, like I said, I'm shaven-headed and bald-beard, I am shaven headed and a beard yeah. i would not have thought, oh, I can double him, but. Yeah you know the coordinator had the right eye he sort of thinks why well, he's got the same sort of shape face same sort of body yeah. right height yeah. and then it's uh, up to costume and makeup to do the rest of the magic and again they're supremely talented teams that i get to work with and yeah, yeah they yeah. put a great wig on me and uh yeah some nice sideburns because he had some uh, nice sideburns yeah, which did. i was lacking yeah. that whole 70s thing going yeah. on yeah very good and again some days when um they want to get some different shots um to save them putting on the week, they had a nice mask, uh, which yeah. they could put on and That's uh, interesting. it makes yeah, sense I mean, as well, just in
0: case they do so they can you don't need to stay wide, you can go in close. In case they do catch you, they can digitally touch it up, I imagine, right?
1: Exactly. And like the I mean the teams that make these masks, I yeah. mean, they yeah. they are uncannily scary. Like really. to the point where they because there's there's a team that look after them the uh, the, the hair and, the hair and makeup guys they look after them on set and uh, they put on little mannequin heads where they carry them around with little covers on them right. and uh, so they sit and tra- they sit in your, in your trailer while you're there and you can sort of just peek up lift up the lift up the cover on the head and you can see all them poking out from underneath and it's <laughs> it's, it's a little bit McCarb bit morbid because yeah. it's just like hey, the, the weirdest thing is they have no eyes obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like
0: they've got no soul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting <laughs> like uh, images of flashbacks from like Mission Impossible 2 where they just keep taking their faces off. Like, yes, there, yes par- it's exactly that. There's some parody film right where they just keep doing that. He's like, "Aha, no, you thought I was such and such," and he rips it off. He's like, "Aha, <laughs> I fooled you again."
1: He takes it off. Oh my <laughs> god. But it's, it's very, I mean, if I was Alden, I'd I'd want that copy of that mask, yeah, yeah. Um, not for any weird reason, just to make sure that no one robbed a bank in my name, because <laughs>
0: they are. They're that good. And,
1: wow. Well, they, they, even the wigs on the masks, the, someone has to, they've got thousands and thousands and thousands of hairs, mm. and someone has to hand stitch each yeah, one of those yeah. hairs in. There's four fabricators, five, good grief. It's unbelievable yeah Yeah. but but that's that's the levels they go to to make these things look they do and again the craftsmanship and the quality comes out on the other end that's that's the whole point
0: yeah Yeah, it definitely does um cool okay so i mean the thing is we're we're probably not going to air this until uh you know the home release i think so Mm. by now i guess all spoilers will be out there so when you saw the film last night had you managed to
1: Steer away from all the spoilers. Uh, are there any ones particularly you want to discuss? Because there is when, when you're on a set there's someone's there's some that if you're on a scene yeah. it sort of gets shown to you, yeah. and some you sort of can't help, and then some there are some tantalising things that go around the set and then you go out of your way to find out as much as you well, can. They gossiping
0: on spotters. set. <gasps> no
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go oh, go ahead, carry on please. But um but again with again like the thing is it's 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 very it's very tough to try yeah. and avoid everything. Um but I, as a fan, I mean, I, I do a lot of what Game of Thrones um, have done previously, yeah. and as a big fan of that, it's 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 very hard to try and stay away from spoilers, especially because that's obviously a lot of people dying and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, so and again, you always want to try and stay away from that, yeah. and it's very hard. And uh, on this with films, it's normally harder because they're nor- because they're normally shorter and more intense. Yeah. You normally sort of give it a quick brief outline of everything that's happening. So yeah. that was um it was hard to stay away from that sort of stuff. So. And again, you are walking around sets and sort of sometimes curiosity gets a bit of you. Or you're doing a scene, and you're like, "But I was doing this yesterday. How have you even got here?" So you think, "Right, I need to. I need to. You know, I've done number one to one to five. I need to. What the hell is two, three, and four? Yeah. What's going on?" Yeah. So you sometimes have to fill in the gaps for your insanity if you yeah. sort of have some level of interest in the in the franchise. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the scene, for example, the, uh, the the secret phone call at the end.
0: Yeah, um, I was going to come on to that actually because. Uh you know um well okay I'll, I'll let you go because it's nice that phantom menace was your yeah. first you know you, you were there you saw it early it still sits well with you and then we get oh, oh,
1: Darth, Darth Maul is like one of my like favorite characters yeah. i mean I've, I've, and again i've always, I've always I've, oh, i'll start again sorry, i'm getting a little bit excited <laughs> Darth Maul. um as well as being like one of the most visually just visually amazing yeah, characters and um, but... I, I, I read i read a lot of canon um and used to before they wiped it as well, yeah. which so uh, most of the canon I know is now not canon anymore. Yeah. Damn it. Um, but so, but some of the newer stuff as well, I still read and still take an interest in. So, um, I've always followed his law, even after, even after, uh, after yeah. episode, uh, episode yeah. one. Yeah. So, obviously we all know, he's still, he's still alive. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, so when when I saw him, like, I knew that he, I, I, I got found out that through sort of some other ways that it was going to be a secret phone call mm-hmm. and there'd be a hologram and one of my friends said do you want to know who it is like do you want to know no I, I had an impre- I had an idea it was Darth Maul you did but how only because some of the things that I'd sort of been implied on set right so I didn't have no, no one said it implicitly yeah, to me yeah. but I thought so, something got said to me that I thought I think I know it's him like yeah. just 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 my own self I had no other reasons just just one little bit of information and then one of my friends said to me oh, do you want me to tell you I was like no 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 I said I, I think it was him so I want to be pleasantly surprised when I'm when it is him yeah so I was like yeah. so when it was him I was like I got really excited like I, was, I had my hand in my girlfriend's lap and I sort of squeezed her leg and she's like what's up and I was like, I'm sorry yeah. I got excited there Darth Maul <laughs> um yeah because I, I did I did want it to be him yeah um which is interesting but um I, I was interested they didn't get um uh, Peter Sarabinovich.
0: Yeah, uh, just, a surprise. He was surprise. To do the voice, yeah.
1: which is uh, they got Ray Parks back to do Darth Maul, as well, yeah. though, but they didn't get no, which is very strange.
0: But they got um, um they used Sam Witwer, who's been doing the voice on the cartoon. Darkiller. Yeah, yeah. So on in yes. um, Clone Wars and Rebels, he did the voice. So I even at that stage, I was like, yeah. oh, why not? Why not? Peter Severnaffle which is cuz which... he's incredible right you you listen to his tone poem for example from uh, episode 1 and it's mm. just uh i mean that guy's voice but having said that Sam Witwer is an incredible actor too i mean his vo
1: work is just, it's just... yeah i suppose it's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. can't get yeah. wrong so but i mean it would been nice that said because yeah. I'm, a, I'm i'm a bit of a hardcore yeah, fan. yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. He's only, he only has one voice for me, Okay. So. Oh, nice. <laughs>
0: but uh, you know, I actually had to. I, I remember this is, I think the only time in the film, in any of these new Star Wars films, where I've actually uh, sort of leant forward in my seat, um, apart from maybe, you know, Han's death in Force Awakens. But uh, mm. so I was like, who is that? Who is that? Oh, that's that's Darth Maul. I think that's Darth Maul. And then you know, you get the proper reveal, and he stands up, and you hear the. The mechanical sounds and the gear, you know, the gears wearing and stuff in his legs. And uh, then I was just leaning forward saying, "Please tell me that's Ray Park. Please tell me that's Ray Park." And he gets this little close-up, if I remember correctly,
1: and you're like, "That, that's mm. that's Park. That's definitely Park." It is, yeah, its yeah he has got the same sort of grimace. Yeah. Um, the makeup did, was it just me or did the makeup look a little bit different? It didn't. They aged him.
0: I don't know about the actual, all
1: yeah. you know, the lines, I, I didn't get I enough it time. I think his tattoos have to be the same, wouldn't they?
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, but yeah. I didn't get enough time to look at that. But they did, I noticed that he was aged, which made a mm. lot of sense. I mean, yeah, all the, the, the wrinkles increased but he looked fantastic. I just want a Darth More film now, to be honest.
1: I, oh, so yes, yeah, so, well, both. I mean, you saw obviously the uh, potential of the Boba Fett film. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah, I did. Um, I did. I don't know anything
1: about it. I think I just read the headline saying. That, yeah. Um,
0: Who's it? Right. Mangold. James Mangold is doing it, right? I think uh, he's to
1: him, so. Yes, yes, I think it was. That's the headline I sort saw. Of yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. well, I mean, any, 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 as long as I film it over here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as you can get in there, right? Um, exactly. Jason, thank you so much, man. This has been so interesting. Um, I feel like we could carry on talking all day because it's just so much. There's so much. Uh, to, I can rattle on for hours. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I know. Me too, man. Um, but yeah, that that was um, that's fantastic, mate. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak
1: to me. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, and yeah, really enjoyed it. So actually,
0: before so before we just sign off, um, if people wanna follow you and your work, uh, where can they go? Obviously. Your filmography and stuff is on IMDb, but where can they find you? Yeah.
1: Um. Um. Yeah. Well, IMDb, so yeah. you can see what I've been up to if you're into that sort of yeah. thing. Um. The my only really social media that I do for uh, sort of fans mm. and com- comments would be would be my Instagram. Yeah. Um. And uh, it's a very odd one. It's Odyssey, which is O D D E S S Y. Odyssey. Okay. Very strange oh, one. I know. I like it. So you can. I think, it is. It's, um, again, I'm a gamer, so it's one of my old um, gaming handles from years yeah. ago. So, so, yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and again, if people want to actually... Um, I said I'm a gamer, and I'm on Xbox Live, and my username is Stuntman UK. So. Nice. <laughs> so they can harass yeah. you there now
0: and start exactly, asking yeah. you Star
1: Wars <laughs> questions. Like... Yes. Exactly. They've they, they got to try and beat me at a game first, which oh, is not going nice. to happen because uh, I spend a lot of time okay. on
0: that. So they <laughs> <me>. Oh, fair dues. <laughs> oh, God, I'd actually like to see how that works out. So if any of you guys do... Um do challenge jason let me know how you get on
1: <laughs> i i need more on uh, more more foes to fail yeah. yes
0: <laughs> nice uh, good luck to all of you out there jason thank you so much buddy you.
1: thank you again take care you too.